Hey guys, and welcome to another mini-sode. It's been a little minute. This was supposed to be the April mini-sode, but you know, things happen. And so it was pushed <laughs> back a little bit, but it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> this is Pet Peeves Part 2 because Woo! it was one of our most popular mini-sodes. Everyone really loved it. And surprisingly, not surprisingly, people have a lot of pet peeves. <laughs> so... <laughs> I wanted to circle back to round two um, and ask our listeners and our followers on social media what they consider pet peeves. And I just always find it fascinating mm-hmm. to see what other people think, like things that I would not normally consider a pet peeve. So anyway, we had time to do two rounds of submissions and we're going to actually kick off this episode with um, our fan answers for uh, what is their pet peeves in romance novels. <clears throat> So, going through all of the answers, by far, by landslide, (laughs) the most popular answer was bad communication and miscommunication being the only thing that keeps the plot going. (laughs) Now, this was one of our pet peeves in our original episode, but I feel like... Since it's so such a popular answer for pet peeves, it's just like I want I want to reiterate that this is a bad thing to do in your book. Okay. Right. Stop <laughs> doing it. I hate it. Stop. I hate it. Like, oh, if if there's one conversation that the characters need to have and all of the angst <laughs> and problems would be resolved, then you need to take a second look at your plot and what's driving your character. <laughs> because it was, it's it was, so annoying. It reminds me of that time you and I were talking about this and you were like, yeah, the heron was, he was like, let me tell you. She goes, no, don't tell me. Just one more. No, no, I'm yes. Like, I can't listen to you. Stop. That no. But this could save yeah, our entire think- relationship. No. <laughs> yeah. No, I want to be mad for the next 60% of the book and at the last 20% we can actually resolve our feelings. Ugh. Like, no, guys. Anyway, so Unne- that was the most popular yeah. Unnecessary answer. angst. I totally, totally agree with that one. So we had Best. another one from Clara, and this is what she says. When people moan while they are eating, nobody does that. I hate it. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. But I have a funny story real quick because I want to try to go through these real quick. But of course, I want to talk in detail about all of them. <laughs> Me too. But my my dad, my dad actually does moan while he's eating. If he enjoys the meal, he literally goes like, mm, mm, mm. and I'm just, we tease him about it all the time. We're like, this isn't normal. Can you stop? Can you stop doing that? <laughs> quit nobody wants to hear that but it's so true like whenever people like moan and groan that something's so good like I've never like moaned like I've been like oh this is good right I've never gone like oh (laughs) (laughs) having a food orgasm no I've never had that never had that yeah okay okay next one by Miss Foster to you Sex and water, ouch. Now, I'm not sure if she means, like, complete submersion, like, in a pool or, like, shower sex. I definitely have a particular, like, shower sex can be dangerous and please be careful. But, like, I've never experienced, like, full-on, like, submersion in a pool kind of sex. So, I don't know about that. I I can't speak Um, to that. I have. And I don't remember it being – yeah, I don't remember it being ouchy. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, maybe, if, maybe if it's like, <laughs> you know, the dangerous part of like sa- shower sex and like people falling, that could be out. Yeah. So definitely. Yeah. If you're spending more of your time focusing on your balance than like you yeah. know, what your body parts are doing, that cannot be as pleasurable. But <laughs> out of the mood. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, gotcha. Okay, so the next one is from Casey Etel. And she says, swapping the love interest halfway through the series. Huh. Oh, yeah. And I do want to bring up the next one that we do have from Red 26. P3 says faux love triangles. The HA couple is clear and a third person isn't needed. So I feel like those two kind of can go together. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I definitely, I definitely would not like swapping love interests. Like, yeah. don't give me like a clear HEA, but then be like a psych because that actually happened in one of my book series. I'm still not over it to this day. Okay. And oh, I like, she had this love interest for multiple books. And then all of a sudden, for no reason, she's like, but we're not compatible. Look at this new guy. I'm like, wait, what? what? I was like, no, I was rooting for you. I was what like, this stupid. But anyway, yeah. the full love triangle, I don't like it. I think yeah. it's cheap, especially whenever it's just like, you feel like the third person is just like there and like flirting. It's just to and create like, but can't you see? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but can't you see how clearly these two belong? Like, they're not interested in having you in this stupid love triangle. Stop trying to make love triangles happen, right. okay? Stop it. Look, I and look, I'm gonna um admit one right here that falls into play with these two, which was um which by the way, you know I'm deeply, deeply in love with Lisa Klepus. Um, but the first book in the her contemporary series where Liberty is with Hardy the whole time or, or uh, pining for him the whole time, and then it ends up being someone else. I'm like, who is this new guy gauge and what is he doing? I, yeah, I did. Too. I was on board with it because Harvey because um, Hardy disappeared yes. for a lot yeah. of it. Yeah. It wasn't like they were together. They didn't have a relationship. She had like puppy love with him and right. then she thought about him a lot, but they weren't actually like together at any point in the book. So I was okay with that one. Yeah, I, was- I let that one slide and also it was by Queen Lisa Claypas. So right. Fine. Exactly. Exactly. Like I did not hold it against her. Everyone. Trust me. And then she made up for it when Blue Eyed Double. Yeah. So yes. yeah, which yes. was so good. Oh my God. Okay, next one. This one is from Chocolate Book. (laughs) And she says, when the ex-partner is mean, selfish, bad in bed, etc. So listen, I 100% support this pet peeve. Mm -hmm. I hate it. I hate it. I think it's terrible. I think it's a cheap way to create conflict. Like, oh, this person's ex is a terror right like they're messing with like the love like that's the conflict is this the ex is like messing with like doesn't want them to be together yeah or like that's the past trauma is that they had such a terrible experience with their ex like they just like were the worst humans you could have right almost kind of like the in a mustache twirling kind of way yeah like a super villain but they're like the super villain ex and i hate right i don't like it it doesn't see and we're going to talk about that actually when we get to the our pet peeves we'll talk about this a little bit more. Yes. But it's when... And I do want to touch specifically on the bad in bed part too because I'm just like, well, why were you with them for so long? I know. Long he was mean, bad selfish, bad in bed. Like there's nothing <laughs> redeeming about this guy at all. How did you fall in love with him? What's wrong with you? Yeah. You know? Calling into question your sanity, <laughs> hero or heroine. But all of a sudden the perfect like, guy falls into your lap. <laughs> and yeah, now you make yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, you don't have to have like terrible sexual experiences to feel like you have a deeper connection with like the love interest in this book right. you know what i'm saying you could still have had amazing sex but this just feels different you know yeah. what i'm saying or give you, them- don't, it doesn't, you don't have to have like terrible experience in your right. past and then all of a sudden this is like oh this is what sex is supposed to be right like, it's overused like, i think i, I w- think it's overused. yeah i would think you would know it was bad in the beginning you know what i'm saying like you would yeah, yeah you yeah. could figure yeah. it out all right let's hear the next one Okay, the next one is from our uh, friend, our good friend, Romance Schmomance. Um, 
Malia says fade to black. And I yes. also do not enjoy fade yes. to blacks. I kind of feel cheated. I do too. Which you can have a romance without sex scenes, fine. But I want them. So oh, I don't like that. Exactly. And so, so look, when I saw this I on the feel list. very cheated. Yeah, I <laughs> feel totally cheated. I was going to put this on my list. But when I saw Malia had it, I was like, okay, I will just go with it there. Because seriously, I want the full culmination of the romance. I want all of it. Yeah. You know, and I feel like, I'm sorry, I feel like the sexual aspect of the relationship is also an emotional part of the relationship i want i want mm-hmm. to experience that with them you know what i'm saying so i do yeah. i feel a little bit cheated when that's taken out part where it's like they're kissing and then it's like oh now they're like and then the next black morning. and now they're in each other's arms and i'm just like wait yeah. what <laughs> like, no. like, they, they lay there stated and and you know completely satisfied i'm like well no, i'm not like, satisfied because i, I didn't know, get to watch i want to know what freaking things he does in bed like come on <laughs> right is he a dirty talker? Oh. please please yes. <laughs> Oh, it enriches the characters, okay? Oh, so much. Okay, next one. This is from Melina Reads, and she says, waitresses who hit on a guy right in front of the girl. I agree with this, because what are you doing? And I told her, I told her, I was like, you know what? I'm like, I've, I remember, this has happened in multiple novels that I have read, and it aggravates the shit out of me. Yes. Like, I'm like, who would do this in real life? <laughs> I know. That is so rude. I mean, honestly, you're, you, she's obviously with like, some other guy and you're going to be a total bitch yeah. and hit on him. Like, ugh, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. No, I don't know. That is rude. And I would call her out. I'd be like, excuse me. Can you see we're on a date? Like, stop being absolutely rude. <laughs> All oh these bitches need to stop waiting on tables. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay next one okay philip says weird nicknames for the sake of nicknames and we also had another submission by hannah banana 88 that says she hates the the nickname specifically baby girl she does not like that so i think i think nicknames can work really well in a book but if they feel out of place and feel like it's forced then i hate it i'm like stop trying to make this nickname happen it doesn't feel earned and it feels Mm -hmm. generic or just too weird too weird you know i've had it's it's a tricky thing Mm -hmm. we have we have yeah, we definitely have. And yeah. I think that if if you can't come up with a good reason why this person needs a nickname, just don't do it. Just don't do it. Right. Their okay. name's fine. Their name's fine. <laughs> yeah. Their, their name's fine. Even their own regular nickname, you know, like Mandy yeah. instead of Amanda is fine too. You know, like exactly. it's That's okay. Fine. Acceptable. <laughs> Acceptable. Yeah. Although I call do... Mandy Red because she yeah. has red hair. We don't <laughs> need it. Okay. It's fine. <laughs> Kevin's nickname for Even me is hilarious. Yeah, but that's oh, like uh, I'm, I'm talking about like in books whenever it happens. Right. Like every single redhead heroine is red. nicknamed Red, and I'm just like, okay, <laughs> we get it. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, I was gonna say something about that, and I totally got sidetracked. Oh well, okay, so. <laughs> It's just oh, I was gonna say that I actually do love when the right kind of hero uses the nickname baby, but it has to be the right kind of hero. You know what I'm saying? Oh my goodness, baby can be so overused. It but can a, be, but, but also on the flip side of the coin, yes. if I'm really into the book, really into the characters, and the first time that the hero calls the heroine baby, and I get goosebumps, that's yes. whenever you do it right. You yes, know what I'm yes, saying? Yes, yes. That's whenever it happens right. Yeah. But whenever they're like just dating, and he starts calling her baby, yeah. 
in real life too, like, cause I'm single and I've been on all the dating apps and if they start calling me baby on a dating app, I immediately want to not talk to them anymore. Cause I'm yeah. just like, you don't even know me. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you can't start calling me this. Yeah. Like, it's like, stop it's it. like when strangers call me honey and I'm like, what the fuck? I'm in my forties. Honey's like southern. <laughs> honey's like a southern like. It's a derogatory kind of sassy. Yeah, it's sassy. a little condescending. Like, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, it is. Like, ooh, <laughs> like I, 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 if I wanted to be mean, I'd call someone honey. Honestly, yeah, honey, anyway. or even worse, hun. No hun. Yeah, like, oh, hun. Yeah, bitch. It's hun's on. even worse. <laughs> oh no, it's <laughs> on. Fighting anyway. words. Okay. Anyway, let's moving right along. The next <laughs> Lisa Akor says, um, sex in every chapter. And yeah, agree. Agree. This is wholeheartedly. Definitely subgenre erotica um yeah. romance with more focus on like sex scenes and less focus on emotional development. That's yeah. definitely a personal preference for me. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't gravitate toward these because I need like it at least an equal balance. Yeah. At least. Right. And I've um and you and I talked about this recently. Is I used to read um more erotica just because it was interesting and cool and new and original, whatever. But n- these days I'm just not a fan. But that's just my personal thing. I'm don't read erotica anymore um and so i this is definitely one i agree with because i need that emotional attachment that's what i'm looking for that emotional satisfaction right i definitely agree i think that if you've never read erotica before it is very intriguing yeah and some people do love to just stick in erotica and i'm not trying to yuck anyone's yum i'm just saying that i've read both and I've mm-hmm. loved both, but yeah. at the point that I'm mm-hmm. at now, I'm like, I need 50-50, like, emotional development and them doing normal things yes. and them not having sex. Same. Because, like, anything, like, anything, and I've just read a book recently and I wrote a review on it, um, sex can get repetitive. Like, especially if oh, I feel like the author is not super creative in yeah. the sex department, it could feel like the yeah. same scene over and over again. And so if the majority of your book's a sex scene, then I'm kind of like, I want to skim. Like if I'm skimming the sex scene, something's wrong I because I love reading exactly. sex scenes. And if I'm skimming it, I'm just like, oh, ooh, no. Yeah, that's oh. a very, very I'm like, why line. would I be? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't normally skim sex scenes, but if I feel like the sex is too much in the book, I will. I will start skimming. I'm just like, I'm not interested in reading another one. Yeah, where he starts going down on her, and yeah. then they switch. Even though from we love that. to reverse cowgirl, <laughs> I love it. But if you keep doing it, yeah. I'm just like, this is the same as last time. Do we need to play by play yeah. again? Yeah. I don't think so. it makes it less special. I don't know. Aren't it's you fine. sore? We're anyway, about to eat. Come on, yeah. let's do something else. <laughs> moving on, <laughs> moving on. So Chris reads romance. Another friend from Instagram says peering up through eyelashes <laughs> i've tried to mimic this but my lashes move with my eyes so huh i tried this after i read her comment and it does not work <laughs> i just did it just now i feel like i'm rolling my eyes up into the back of my head I'm like how is this happening <laughs> hey looking up through your eyelashes it's like it sounds good in theory but in actuality it's weird i know and like, I've actually i'm sure i've written this shit somewhere in one of my books but now uh chris i can promise nice. you i can promise you it'll never appear again i can definitely <laughs> promise you that because now i'm like what the fuck is this oh yeah. goodness gracious yeah. Yeah. all right so next one fallen flur six says when the hero is in love but still sleeps around while he decides his love is ready for marriage um yeah what the fuck? yeah if you're in love with someone and then you're going and sleeping around with somebody else no i call these 
immature and <clears throat> I think it mostly happens with guys because of course yeah. there's still a stigma around girls sleeping around. Right. So <laughs> it mostly applies to guys in my experience in romance and I cannot tell you how many and I can actually name specific books and authors that do this and that's why I don't read them anymore. I cannot tell you how many that I have read where the guy is like thinking about how much this girl is like so different and he feels a certain type yeah. of way whenever he's around her. And then all of a sudden he's going out to his booty call and I'm just like, wait, but what? Yeah. I'm so confused. Yeah. I'm so confused. Like you're like you're trying to go on dates with other girl but then you're keeping up because apparently that's what you do normally and yeah. I'm just like no that's so not how basically works. what you're telling me is he's emotionally stunted and yes. immature for a real relationship so this and is I don't serious, like serious yeah this is a serious turn off for me I don't look I don't yeah. mind when the hero or the heroine is, has sex with somebody else before the relationship begins but once yes. there's like a attraction I don't I don't want anybody else up in there you know what I mean in that circle right <laughs> Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm right there with that. The next one is from Duchess 1010 saying the same dialogue repeated in each book in a series, which <laughs> I had one similar in mm-hmm. Pet Fees Part 1, and it was yeah. copy and paste characters. And yeah. one of my um, reasonings was because they all have the same speech patterns, and that's one of my things. Mm-hmm. It's like if there's a, re- a repetitive flow to your dialogue yeah. with different characters, it seems like they're the same character, <laughs> and I don't like it. Or right. like you have like the same phrase that appears in all of your books and all different characters say it. And there's one, and I'm not naming this author's name, but you might know it because I think I might have talked about it once. Once, if you like go look through all of our podcast episodes, because I don't like to badmouth any author. Right. Um, but yeah, there's definitely one that pops to mind that I'm like, yep. I know who you're talking about without you saying a word. I know. Yeah. And we're, we know. won't discuss it. But um, no. yeah, agreed. I totally agree. It's like the copy paste character dialogue. It, there has to be some differentiation for sure. Um, yeah. Okay. Yep. Next one from Shytown 16. She says, high maintenance city girl meets rugged country boy. Yawn emoji. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's so funny we just recently um recorded our episode for the simple wild and it's kind of oh like my that goodness. A um, <clears throat> but it works she's not super high maintenance she has her moments but i've read books where it's like crazy stereotype yes stereotype yes it's a a very exaggerated stereotype of like a city girl like coming to a small town and just like being so like disgusted with the small town and then of course they fall in love with a local yeah yeah i can't say that i've i read too many of these that's not that's not one of my faves no mine either and uh, but i've seen it it's so funny it says this i literally just saw a brand new cover and it's got like the cowboy boots and the high heels on the cover you know there you go It is a trope. I guess it's a trope. It's become a trope. You don't like. Yeah, it's become. It really has become a trope. That's for sure. Yeah, and there's tons of Netflix movies like that to back that up. So exactly. (laughs) Okay, the last one, and we had so many submissions. I did have to like kind of you know pick some out of there. And I'm sorry if we didn't get to yours, but maybe we'll have a part three. You never know. Yeah. Is um by Abby Montgomery nine says cheating even whenever whenever it's to be with the person I want them to be with Mm. now. I don't like cheating, but I can name at least two books where there is cheating going on where I thought it was acceptable, and I can tell you why, but I can't, like, convince you to, like, 
accept it as yeah. well. But I can tell you, I specifically, I read a book. Oh, I can't remember what it was called. But um, this heroine was in um, um, Unhappy Marriage, and she actually wanted to separate with her husband, but he yeah. refused because of, like, basically what will the neighbors think kind of thing. Yeah. Like, he was very obsessed with, like, public appearance and would, like, would not divorce her or whatever. And they had been separated for a while, and then she starts a romance with a hero, and they do sleep together while she's technically married. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I was okay with it then, but in general, I do not. Like, a cheating storyline, I remember there was a book where the main plot of the book like it's in the blurb was you know oh I f- I'm falling in love with a married man and I I read the first chapter and I DNF'd it I was like I can't right. do it so yeah I I don't love it Mm-mm. no and I um I'm right there with this too like I'm not I'm definitely not for pro cheating so or anything weird I I but- do <clears throat> like I do like ones where it's I guess it would be considered emotional cheating if like a character's in a relationship Yes. And then falling and they're, they're, in love with someone else. Yes. I do like that too. But I actually wrote, <laughs> I wrote a book with cheating in it. So I can't. Oh my God. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. With um George I know Catherine. But talking. I mean, her husband was yeah. being possessed by a demon, y'all. Come on. Well, that's very <laughs> you know, different. But... It was a very different thing. But, you it's know. Insinuating circumstances, all right? Yeah. <laughs> but um, ordinarily, I would not write that. It just, you know, it fit the plot line. But I totally get what she's saying. Like, I'm not for any person cheating. Like, I want them. I honestly I think want them to like a main draw, kind of like the kind of like a kink sort of thing. Like, yeah. ooh, let's let's read a taboo type of thing. Like, yeah. I just don't gravitate towards something that specifically advertises like this is this book has cheating. This book yeah. is about someone. Cheating we recently or read one that we both loved where he he cuts her off before when he realizes he's falling for the other girl he breaks up with the girlfriend and then goes for her like he never yeah would, that's you know? more like emotional like yeah he yeah but it's like if it's like, circumstances he never cheated though he never like yeah. hooked up with and her he was never completely in love with the girlfriend so it's kind of like when you start to fall for somebody but they break up yeah honestly i'm pro that i'm i'm cool with that as long as it's not like yeah cheating cheating not like i am i'm with my wife and i'm unhappy and i saw this hot girl and yeah makes me feel young again so let's go sleep yeah like no i'm not for it thank you never nope no all right guys so that's it for our fan submissions we said it was gonna be rapid fire but we love to talk so there you go and we're gonna start with our own yeah we lied um we're gonna start with our own personal pet peeves that we came up for round two and i'm going to kick it off yes i'm going to kick it off because this pisses me off okay (laughs) i'm already laughing when when in a romance novel and things are getting hot and heavy Mm -hmm. i hate the woman who has (laughs) perpetually hard nipples like (laughs) Does this really happen? Are your nipples hard all day? Yeah. Because I think I would be really annoyed yeah. if mine were. Maybe some chicken problems. Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. Like, who has nipples that are constantly erect? Like, no. And then also, in relation, women who, like, whenever they're in the mood and they're, like, feel their nipples getting tighter and they look down <laughs> to confirm that, yes, they are hard. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Do we need to be obvious about it? What and, are like, you the doing? watching her watching her look at her boobs and i'm just like i don't know it just seems like a weird scenario i know and i'm kind of like um is does no one wear padded bras anymore like all of their all of their hard nipples go straight through their bra and their shirt and i'm like i know some bras are like that but look i've got a good victoria's secret bra and it's got some padding here and like come on i specifically wear bras so that you know the chill in the room doesn't cause me to have you know headlights going through my shirt 
So yeah, no, I'm just talking about she's at the ready all day long. Like it's not chilly in the room. <laughs> oh, it's just, just like, she's just like what the fuck? Okay, she's just advertising twenty four seven. I do think of Jennifer Aniston in Friends because she literally is always nipping like in every scene. And I'm just <laughs> can somebody help her? Get her some padded bras. But yeah. um, anyway, one of our fans did submit, Hillary Schultz submitted, when a woman's nipples pearl. <laughs> no other description, just pearl. Nipples doing weird things in general. I've definitely read so many books where I'm just like, does a body part really do that? Like yeah. nipples tingling. Like unless you're putting a substance on your nipples to make them tingle, mine normally don't just like tingle. Yeah, like, yeah <laughs> just random tingling. <laughs> Just like, random, like, ooh, I have a tingle in my nipples. <laughs> the fuck is that? Like you have a sign yeah. from your nipples there. <laughs> I, wait, oh my God. I read a book the other day where this dude described his balls as vibrating. And I was like, I don't understand. Get to the doctor Do now. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, yeah. Call the doctor. Definitely. Every time I hear of like down. weird weird body parts doing weird not possible things like I breasted boobily that that very you know circulated thing that happened but yeah Yeah. so that is that's my pet peeve I'm just like I feel like it'd be painful to have perpetually hard nipples all day yeah nipping for the world to see I'm just like does that I mean like I don't know I'm just not a constantly nipping person you know yeah yeah I get it I get it I get it. So that's that's one of yours. Okay. All right. (laughs) That's so funny. Like they always think about it. It just like drives me nuts. Like whenever they're turned on, all they think about is their nipples are hard. Their nipples are hard. I'm like, there's so many other ways we can describe this person being turned on other than your nipples being hard. Like it doesn't have to be the go-to. And I'm talking about every scene in the same book. It starts off with, oh, my nipples are hard. I'm ready to have sex. I'm like, God damn it. (laughs) That's your radar. (laughs) My nip radar went off. We're good to go. (laughs) Over it. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Next one. Uh, Mine, and this is a recent one for me, and I think it's because I'm just seeing it over and over in books. And it's when... The hero or heroine extensively reads romance as part of one of their hobbies. And it just becomes part of this side plot. So, like, mm-hmm. I know this is weird because we're reading romance. And I'm obviously a fan of romance. Obviously. But I feel like it's becoming a cliche. That the romance genre pops up and it's like, oh, he reads romance. And then he's always throwing out these tropes and things like that. and, and Or whatever. And like, definitely. I feel yeah. like it's a plug or something. Like, you're plugging romance. Like, you don't have to plug romance to romance so, readers, you know? I- tell you why and i have another i have another pet peeve that kind of ties into the reason why i don't think that this works okay. that the hero and heroine loving to read romance first of all my main reason is it seems a little meta yeah it seems like the author's commentary on writing and loving romance yeah. seems to be like hi I want my characters to be like us and we love reading romance. So my characters love reading exactly. romance. It's just like making your heroine or a heroine, her job be writing romance. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I think that that happened a lot. I don't, it doesn't seem to be happening too much recently with the heroine being an author of romance novels, but the heroes are cropping up now with writing or reading romance yeah. novels. And <clears> I agree. And I think it's nice like to have like a hero be interested in like what, like something other than like you know autobiographies or whatever yeah 
I do think it's nice, but I think that it should play into the plot if they do. I don't think it should just be a throwaway thing that characters do. I read a book recently, and I didn't like it in general, this whole book, but I read a book recently where apparently this whole girl's, the hero, the heroine's identity was wrapped up in loving romance. And she has so many romance books all around her house. But it really did not enrich her character and she didn't do anything with it. She was never actually reading during the novel, but she talked about how she just had them all over her house. And it was just very annoying yeah, to me. Yeah, to and me, right. It's like, that's it's what I feel like. It feels, exactly, exactly. It's like, why are we plugging romance in a romance? I don't understand what we're doing. Why is this happening? So it just feels like yeah. weird fangirl stuff i don't know and i'm a fangirl but it's like it just it feels like you said it feels out of place and cliche yeah and it's like i don't it want- feels like the author it like takes me out because it feels like the author is com is right. doing a commentary right exactly no. exactly so uh-huh. i agree yeah i agree with that so my next one is over the top scenes that play for humor okay. i'm talking about over dramatic things that happen in a book Almost like slapstick comedy. Right. And I'm just like, but if I witnessed this in real life, it would seem very silly and just kind of like I wouldn't take this person seriously, right. but like it's supposed to be endearing. For example, I read a book recently. I won't say the name, but I will give the scenario. So the scenario is this woman reads an advertisement on Craigslist and she's looking to stage apartments, but she reads an advertisement for fluffing. Mm-hmm. And so she goes there. I immediately knew what fluffing was. Right. I'm like, God damn. Like, yeah, it's pretty common. I know what it is. Term. But anyway, <laughs> she stumbles onto a porn set. <clears throat> she doesn't know that it's a porn set, but she also ignores all of the clues that it is a porn set. Like the whole big, huge bowl of condoms. She's just like, oh my God, condoms. So weird. I'm just like, what? <laughs> and then she's like, she goes into another room and they're like, he's ready for you. And there's a naked guy literally palming his dick. And she's like, ready for what? And I'm just like, oh, my God, are you still so wow. dense? And then she thinks there's like, it's a house staging. So she's like trying to talk about feng shui and like trying to move the dude places. What? And I'm just like, why? And then they fall because, of course, they fall. They fall and like she ends up on top of one naked man. The other naked man looks like he's doing her from behind. And then in walks the hero who's what? the owner of the house who. They're on this property illegally. And I'm just like, but this seems so over the top. Like, yeah. of course, the hero walks in whenever she's on top of one naked man and the other one looks like he's doing her. Accidentally. Accidentally. You know, oh, it just I fell that, that way. A picture was taken, like a reporter was there. I don't know. I'm like, how, where did this reporter come <laughs> he from? He jumped out of the bushes. <laughs> I don't know. Or someone <laughs> with their cell phone like, camera. It's so ridiculous. Like, it's supposed to be a funny scene. And I'm just like, this sounds. <laughs> so bad i can't take it seriously like so, is this a yeah. will ferrell movie what just happened like what just happened i yeah. don't like over the top humor yeah i don't want to suspend my disbelief that this would be a likely scenario right um be funny that's not my type of humor so right. yeah. yeah i, I don't yeah get, i can i don't, I don't like over dramatized things yeah i can totally and um just to add to that i even scenes there's sometimes there are characters who i can tell the Authors trying to make them funny, but it's coming across as annoying sometimes. You know what I mean? Like it. Yeah. And and look, Mm -hmm. humor is hard. Humor Humor is a beast. Look. (laughs) 
and humor is subjective, just like I said. Exactly. Like that's not my type of exactly because I don't like right because then other people are like, oh my god, it's the funniest shit ever. Yeah, so. other people are like, wow, this is like this is like a breath of fresh air. I yeah. love this, and I'm just like, nope, can't do but it. That's, so that's why we need to. Um, that's why we need to clarify that these are our pet peeves. This does not mean oh, yeah. that like other people will be like, I'm cool with that. You know, <laughs> like it's all right. Guys, some of the pet peeves that were submitted were um, secret babies or like, um, what was it? What was it? What was it? Or like single dad or whatever. Like those are some of my favorite tropes, but there's someone else's pet peeves. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like it's very subjective, very subjective. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. This so, is not a list of universal pet peeves. No. This is a list of ours. <laughs> Justin and Juliet just moaning and groaning. Um, yes. Okay. So welcome to the party. <laughs> so glad you're here. Um, okay. So my next one is over the top villains. And you and I have discussed yeah. this. And this is like what you call those mustache twirling, cruel and villainous. And really it's particularly yep. for me in contemporary because in paranormal we tend to have seriously evil bad guys, okay? Um, and I yeah, even- I would I would say that in paranormal, I would let a motivation for villain slide a little bit, yeah. like being like, yeah, he just seems like an evil guy. But in contemporary, like not everybody's harder. so black and white in real life. Mm-hmm. In the real world, you know, <laughs> sorry, not yeah, <laughs> hacking into the thing. Uh, sorry. But like, like you said, like in the real world, not everyone is so black and white. It's like there are shades of gray in, um, you know, people's personalities, even people who come across as bad, like they do love someone, they do have cares, you know what I mean? So I feel like when you create this person who's just out to get the hero or out to get the heroine. It comes across as false to me. Um, And also, you and I have talked about how the best villains, and this is a challenge I'm putting up for myself for future books, the best villains have that make you feel sympathy for them. Like I think of Thanos, you know, in um, Civil War and the Endgame. I can give a contemporary example from a a villain that I like. It's point of conflict so one of my favorite books ever (laughs) is beard science Mm -hmm. by penny reed and it's not technically like villain villain of the book but one of the villains of the book um for jennifer sylvester the heroine is actually her parents and um i really like that i dislike both of her parents in the way that they treated her but her mom was a little bit more sympathetic than the dad was and i just enjoyed that like i enjoyed that the mom had like I didn't want to forgive her right away, but right. I also saw some redeeming qualities about her. And I still don't love her, but I'm like, this character could grow on me. Yeah. But she was. She was an obstacle to my my favorite character's growth and like yes. being set free yes. from these chains. And I'm just like, so yeah. Yeah, I leave, mean, it, to, I leave it to Penny Reed to create a good her. villain. <laughs> right. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I don't want somebody who's like pure evil. Like I want somebody who, you know is a good match for the hero and the heroine and plays into their personal conflict. Like I don't want somebody like, like there's so many cliches with villains, like so many random, like, yeah, just unimaginative villains. I think I would find exactly. And I think what I find more shocking is when I see a villain who has some redeeming quality and I'm feeling sympathy for them. I'm like, Holy fuck, this is the bad guy. What's happening here. And then I'm like, damn, this is a story with depth. Like, 
when it has that kind of depth, yeah. I'm so drawn into it. And I have so much respect Those for Those types of books become my favorite types Mine of books. Mine too. You know? Mine too. Because that's the difference between like a four star and a five star for me. Right. Is something like that. Like more, more humanizing yeah. and not like – Ooh, and that guy's definitely the villain. He has slick back hair right. and he does shady he has beady shady eyes. Shady. He's got beady eyes. Yes. Yeah. yes. He looks so, like a snake. Yeah. Okay, there's the bad guy. Yeah, and of course, and of course, like we said for our fan submissions, the evil ex, the one who's like she's plastic and she's had all the plastic surgery and she's yeah. blonde and she has blue jobs and yeah. of course she's evil. And I'm just like, and of course she's the hindrance to the hero finding true happiness. Right. I'm just like I'm, I don't want it. I don't want it. Yeah. Like, can we? have some heroes and heroines that have had past relationships but like especially the ones who are like divorced or something where they have an okay relationship yeah with their maybe they're successfully partner. raising their child that. together like you know yeah, compatibly parenting. yes maybe they're co-parenting and they're like the ideal and uh yeah. anyway i want more I of that I I, yeah i that. think you and i just want more complexity in characters in general yes, and so I these do. um cookie cutter villains just aren't doing it for us anymore Nope. Yep. Go, okay. Go, what's go. your next? Okay. Next one. Characters not believing the love interest has feelings for them, even whenever <laughs> the other character has voiced that they have. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, are you dense? Are you dense? No, but really the reason me. why <laughs> it's so true. The reason why an author does this is to drag out the drama. They don't mm -hmm. have any other conflict besides one person just not believing right. that the other person could possibly mean what they say and i'm just like this is so dumb this is so dumb i just don't like it i think it just shows a lack of storytelling ability it also shows and it also shows a, a lack of self-esteem on the heroine's part if she's not believing or the hero hero. as well which right funnily enough this literally popped up on my timeline um if any of you um read lore olympus um someone posted this on one of the facebook groups and it says it's a scenario between um hades and hecate and it's hades saying ah persephone fell asleep with her head in my lap and kissed my cheek when she woke up she's so cute i wish she liked me and hecate says looks into the camera like she's in the office like you absolute <laughs> dummy like he thinks that she doesn't like him like it's so like it's so yeah. obvious that she does dude anyway that's what i'm talking about it's like all the signs are there Everything that they're doing, they're going on dates, they're flirting, they're texting and whatever. And the person is just like, oh, it'll never work. And I'm just like, what is this? I'm like, you're yeah. so stupid. I just don't like it. <sighs> I'm with you. I'm with you. I got it. Okay. we go. Okay. So my next one. Yes. All right. So we're going to continue from the previous one I, <laughs> I listed. Over the top mean girls. Okay. Oh. So yes, this kind of goes up with you're saying kind of like the ex, but not necessarily the ex. Like, why must there be this heinous bitch who is out to get the her heroine because she wants the hero? You know, I mean, it's like I, <laughs> I know there are bitches out bitches out there in the world, but are they willing to plot, scheme, lie, maim? You know, kill the heroine just to get the guy's yeah, hand? Always like. It's always like, especially when, in this particular scenario where there's like a new girl in town mm -hmm. and she catches the eye of like the town like hottie that everyone wants yeah. to marry. And of course, there's this like girl who's been knowing him since um, elementary and she wants him and it was destined for them to be together. And so she's like the ultimate evil. And I'm just like, no, but why? Right. <laughs> but why? Right. 
I don't want I don't want this mean girl that's just so unsupportive. Like I'm just so annoyed yeah. with that. And, and I hate to say it, this is an extension of the previous one, but it's like again, we have this, okay, guess what? The um the tall blonde big boob girl with the um perfect everything and of course it's like giving her the evil eye across the room like oh okay so here's our our token bitch of the story who's going to try to ruin everything yeah. between them it's it's become mm-hmm. a cliche you know what i'm saying like, yeah and they're always the one to tell the heroine like you think you're good enough for him exactly. but you're not they always like, always like yeah up. yeah there's no way he would fall for you and then she yeah and then she starts doubting herself yeah she's right she's right i'm not good enough yeah, for i'm him. like no I'm like, what no. why are you listening to her <laughs> you know yeah like, she's a mean exactly. girl she's a mean girl don't listen to her like, are you going to let this person who's obviously insecure mm-hmm. um, just, like, stall all of the progress you've made? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. Yeah. No. If any girl approached me and said shit to me, I'd be like, bitch, back off. You don't even know me. You know? Like. <laughs> so, this is out of order for my list, but I feel like it kind of ties in with it. But one of my pet peeves that I have written down, because there's a very specific scenario that really bothered me. Okay. And I'm going to tell you the book because I actually love this book. Okay. But anyway, um, the scenario for my pet peeve is the friend of the hero or heroine. And this specifically ties into a woman who's actually already in a relationship. So, like, the motivation of why she's doing this is not because she has feelings for the hero, um, but they're being an asshole to the love interest because they're like vetting them. And I don't <laughs> like it. Like, Oh, I had to see if you're good enough to date my friend. And I'm just like, Oh my God. But why? Like, why would I want to hang out with friends who do I this? Like, I don't want to be, I don't want to hang out with your friend group of they're going to treat me like trash just because they want to see what I'm made of. Like what? Yeah. Like that makes me anxious like as a person who like has like you know social anxiety in large groups of people that I don't know this is like my worst scenario so I'm gonna give you an example of a book that I actually absolutely love but this happens and I was ticked off about it so um one of the science changeling books mine to possess Mm -hmm. is clay and tally and faith one of my heroines that i love was acting so territorial over clay because he's such a good friend and i don't want him to see to see him hurt right and i know that y'all have history in the past and i was like oh my god i'm like why would you do this to her i'm like this is ridiculous like this is between clay and tally like you don't need to be stepping in like clay's a big boy right stop it right like, I don't think friends should step in unless they see, like, something happening. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. if something warrants it, fine. But I'm talking about, for no reason, they're like, you know, just like the the dad talking to the to the um boy who wants to date her daughter and be like, I have a shotgun. Like, I think it's overkill. Like, I think all right. the scenarios are overkill. Yeah. I don't like it. Although my husband so. actually did that to his sisters, like, guys who came to the house. That's 100% in character for your husband because he's an overdramatic, crazy person. Yeah. So he it, is. Checks. It, checks. He, it checks. He is a cliche. All right. So he is a cliche. <laughs> sorry, y'all. But um, no, I totally get that 100%. And I agree with you on that. So, all right. So my next one is um, forced plot lines. And it's hard to describe this in one thing. So say the heroine just hates the hero for no real reason and continues to do so. Like it becomes this forced enemies to lovers when there's really no reason for it. It's just like on principle, I hate him, you know, and, and yeah. then we're going to hate him forever, even though he's starting to show redeeming qualities and she's still like snippy and whatever. And I'm like, why? Why are you being such a bitch? <laughs> like give the guy a chance. Right. Or- exactly. It's like 
it's a person. It's you can tell whenever an author is writing scenes and then inserting her character into the scenes that they want to include in their book. Right. Because they don't fit and it doesn't yeah. feel it feels like you're forcing the characters to be in these scenes. Right. And an author who's writing about characters and things happen to the characters and it fits yeah. with them. So yeah. I definitely think that it's it's an art. You can definitely tell whenever scenes are the driving force mm-hmm. in a book because they don't feel like they're there. They should be there. Right. And character motivation definitely plays into right. that. Right. And that just that all comes down to the author really knowing their characters well. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um and it's hard. Yeah. Look, I'm not I'm not I'm not saying this shit is easy, y'all. I promise you. No, but um writing's hard. That's why I don't do it. So <laughs> look. I'm I just critique it. But anyway, but th- there's also um okay, so on the flip side of the characters or there's some crazy incident that doesn't make sense just to keep the part uh, just to keep them apart. Like force plot lines yeah. in general irk the shit out of me because it's like and I can't even think of a sp- specific example even though you and I've recently discussed this where I was like, "Oh my god, that's a force plot line." Um because we just had to keep them apart for some reason and it really made no sense to the story other than here the author wanted to keep the yeah hero and heroine apart you know what i mean and it's like why are we going through this dog and pony show this is so fucking ridiculous um and so it's it's like it's more specifically whenever an author doesn't know what the specific conflict should be and so they just pick this random thing that to pop in there right because otherwise their story would be over too soon and it's just like you can tell whenever that happens you can tell whenever an author hasn't fully flushed out their characters or their story in general so that does happen it does happen it happens all right next one okay so going back into my list um over the top grand gestures y'all may have heard (laughs) me talk about this before in some reviews especially whenever a grand gesture goes well because i will mention it um one of my least favorite things is after the conflict happens and either the hero or the heroine needs to apologize um, to get back in the good graces and to resolve the conflict. Um, I hate it whenever this grand gesture turns into like um, like this just grand scheme to like show basically the world that they're sorry instead <laughs> of the person that they've wronged. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like whenever a hero rents out um, a whole like baseball stadium or like commandeers the jumbotron to say like I'm sorry, like I I fucked up. Yeah. And I'm just like, but mm-hmm. are you doing that to elicit the awes from the audience, or are, are you, you truly to? sorry yeah. for what? Are you trying to pressure this person into forgiving you? Because yeah. I mean, what if they still don't forgive you? Like they would look like a bitch if they would be like, nah. Yeah. Uh, one thing I can say is someone who has, in her more recent books, who has really done this very well, the Grand Gestures, is Carla Sorensen. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite Grand Gesture scenes is actually Focus. And you can yes. listen to that on our episode yes. for Focus because I thought that went swimmingly because it actually didn't go off as planned. And I loved it. <laughs> like whenever – And whenever it was private. So much effort. Mm-hmm. It was private. Mm-hmm. Nobody else was there. You know, it was going to be this private moment between them anyway. Yeah. But it didn't go off as planned. But it still absolutely worked. Yeah. And it was more endearing to 
for it. Like, I don't need this whole perfect thing. I don't need you to pay, you know, this fee at the radio to talk to your right. lover across the country <laughs> or whatever to apologize. Like, I don't want that. Yeah. I don't want, you know, every commuter to be listening in on why you fucked yeah. up. And I don't want <laughs> you to be wearing like this crazy outfit because that's like embarrassing yourself. You feel like the only way you can get back into their good graces right. is embarrassing the yeah. shit out of yourself. It- like, I'm just like... I don't know. Yeah, it some seems people a know, yeah, some people know how to do it, some people don't. And um but I can yeah. definitely agree like even in um Batter of Wits and I'm not going to say what it is cuz I'm not going to spoil anything, but I thought the I really loved the grand gesture even though it was public. It was it also had yes. to be public. You know what I mean because of the nature of what it was, but it was also very personal between those two people. I think it fit in with the story. Yeah, exactly. That was, exactly. Yeah. It fit in with it. Yeah. So again, like the timing of it felt fine. But I agree with you. Like, I don't want a grand gesture for grand gesture's sake. Just go and fucking tell her you're sorry. You know, like go apologize yeah. like a man, you know, or a woman, whatever, yeah. you know, whoever screwed up, exactly. go do it. Um, yeah. All right. Good. All right. So there, here's my next one. Characters um, pointing out tropes, mostly to say they are definitely not that, but there are most of the time, like, um, I'm not a knight in shining armor, or I'm, I'm not a damsel in distress, you know, or whatever, bad listen, boy. Listen, <laughs> this is also one that I wanted on my list, mm-hmm. okay? Because I get irrationally angry <laughs> whenever I see specifically damsel in distress yeah. and knight in shining armor. Shining Armor in my romance books because, again, going back to the the women who read romance novels or whatever, I feel like that is also meta. Like, the author is trying to comment and be like, hey, did you notice this character? That's what they are. (laughs) Or like, hey, they're definitely not a knight in shining armor because this that my my heroine can take care of herself. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm like, don't tell me this. Like just show me. Stop telling me. Yeah. And show me what these characters are made of. Show me that this girl is not a damsel in distress. Don't tell me she's not a damsel in distress. (laughs) I don't want to I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Oh, I read a recent book where they kept calling she kept calling her love interest because it had to be said a million times in the book, a badass biker dude. And I'm like, but I want to decide if he's a badass yeah. biker dude. Yeah. Like, don't tell me that he's a badass. I want to decide for myself, oh, he's a badass. Like, don't tell me that. Oh, it makes me – it's like people telling me what to think. Like, I don't want that's, them to tell that's me what, what I was going to tell you. I want to, I want to make my own conclusions about these characters. This is where I feel like – and some authors do this – where they're sort of condescending to the reader, where they're like, let me explain this for you since you can't figure it out for yourself. Yeah, and let me tell I you the technical like term for this literary element in my book. And I'm like, no. And if you're a really good writer, like you said, you're just going to show it and you don't need to say it because it's going to be evident in the writing itself, you know? Um, yeah, I don't, and to tag along with that, I just don't like any author who over explains anything when there's over explanation. I'm like, can figure it out. You know what I mean? Like, just let me read, read the story. So yeah, agree. I don't need, I don't need you to tell me that this, this, um, Cinderella adaptation, um, your girl is like a Cinderella. Like, I don't need that meta commentary in there. Like, no, yeah. 
stop it. Like, oh, this scenario is just like Cinderella at the ball. Like, no, character, stop, yeah. stop bringing me out of the story to tell yeah. me stuff like a narrator. Like, stop yeah. it. <laughs> like, I don't want is it. Is he your Prince Charming? Yes. He's the Prince oh, Charming. Oh, no. Charming is another one. I hate <laughs> whenever character. Like, listen, how many guys do you know? call themselves Knight in Charming Armors, Prince Charmings, or whatever. Like, seriously, whenever you're talking in a real-ass yeah. conversation, do you ever call yourself a damsel in distress? No. You know why? Because it's a literary element that only, like, <laughs> oh, no, it only, like, applies whenever you're, like, analyzing books. Like, you don't right. actually use these words in everyday conversation. Like, no. <laughs> stop putting it in my romance book. Everybody stop. Okay? Everybody stop that. Okay. <laughs> Your next one. Anyway. That was kind of mine because I talked a lot about it, but it's fine. That's okay. It was yours. Oh, I'm getting into the worked up portion of this, guys. Sorry. Um, My next one, (laughs) this one really (laughs) irks me, is heroines complaining about their fat ass. Like, (laughs) this is their problem area, but otherwise, all over their body is perfect. But this is their insecurities having a fat ass. And I have a problem with this most of the time because this tends to date the author. Yeah. This tends to show me when this author started writing romance books, they've probably been a while uh, around a while and their previous heroines have probably been very slender and very like worried about their weight. Right. And I think especially nowadays, which I'm so grateful for, and it's still definitely an issue, but I feel like it's becoming more the norm now is we now have more body positive yeah. um, heroin. Curvy girls. So like, curvy girls. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you, and also this whole culture, and I don't watch the reality television show, but if you like them, that's fine. But the Kardashians and Instagram models now, they all have big ass butts oh, yeah. and that is the ideal. Yeah. So it doesn't fit in with the current climate. Like – you shouldn't be worried about your fat ass whenever right. that's legit the ideal. Like all, everyone wants exactly. one. Everyone wants one. People have plastic surgery to have them oh, right yeah. now. Okay. I'm just like it doesn't stuff. fit. Exactly. It doesn't fit. And I don't want my heroines to be stick thin a la nineties ideal, which the person that pops to mind is Julia Styles. Oh god. <laughs> I, love, yeah. I love Julia Styles. Jesus Christ, she's a twig. Yeah. Um I just don't like it because I'm just like I don't like heroines who their insecurity is this non-insecurity. Like, I just don't like it. I want someone who is who can recognize, hey, I don't have the ideal body type. Like, I'm not super happy with my tummy area, but they're right. also not trying to, like, cover it up or be like, oh, hero, don't look at my flabby tummy. And yeah. then the hero has to be like, no, but I love it. I want a person to be like, hey, I might have rolls, but I'm still hot. Let's go. Let's you know do what I this love. thing. I want a person to be confident. Yeah. I can think of two authors that I find they write body positive heroines and they're not even making a big deal right. out of the fact that they're writing curvy yeah, girls. Yeah, it's not like – It is mm-hmm. Talia Hibbert's Get a Life Chloe Brown and also Take a Hint Danny Brown. They're both curvy girls and they freaking love it yeah. and they have no shame. And also Rebecca Weatherspoon. I love the character Zinni. Um, she's very tall, mm-hmm. very curvaceous, and she has no issues. And I'm just like, I want more of those. So yeah. That's exactly. that's what I want. I want these characters to stop being pretty much perfect. We want to want that they're not perfect. right. We want to normalize every body type. You know, just yeah. be proud and confident of whatever you've got, whatever you don't got, just like go with it. So here's my last one, guys. Mine is cliches of any kind. 
So phrases like that is broad. That yeah. is broad as shit. Look, look, he loved her more than life itself. Like, you know, can we do it another way? I would you know, say, like, yeah. Or even I would say like staple phrases of romance that tend to be overused and loving more than life my the loving you more than life itself is kind of one of those things or like I love them so much I would die for them like that yes. needs to be something that's recycled out like I don't right. want that anymore right. thanks exactly and look and it's hard tell me another way I know that you love me. look and there's cliche plots too look and look y'all I know this shit is hard I am not kidding you when I tell you it is hard to write things with originality and complexity and all of those things but I want to be surprised um, yeah. And it's easier said than done. So I'm not going to say that, like, I don't ever let things slip through. But. I've read plenty of books that nothing specifically was wrong with them, but I'll still give them a, free, a three star because I'm just like, I just didn't feel like the anything was so, so. in this mm-hmm. book really jumped out at me because it just seems all generic. Right. And that's one of the things that are playing into it. Like, if the dialogue or description seem like something that could be in any romance novel yeah. and they don't really set the characters or the story apart and stand out in my mind, then I'm just like, that was fine, but like, I won't remember this book right like i won't remember this book at all and i feel like that kind of plays into yeah. that that yeah. kind of pet no peeve. you're absolutely it's like, right you wasted hours and hours of your day <laughs> reading this and it's just kind of okay and it's never gonna stick it's with like you a word, right? mm-hmm. yeah agreed i don't like that either. okay guys i have two more oh so goodness, i'm gonna go back course. to back <laughs> i do not like synchronized orgasms or <laughs> a woman delaying her orgasm (sighs) okay i don't like how orgasming together is like the ultimate goal because i mean how many times do you really orgasm at the exact same time never okay i'm exactly (laughs) okay why are we normalized that people do this because they don't okay they don't all right so cool whenever it happens like that could be like a cool bonus but like i don't want it to be like oh and you know Right as soon as she orgasmed, he did too. He followed her over the edge. And I'm just like, ew. I'm just like, stop. (laughs) In the same vein, talking about the woman delaying her orgasm, it really annoys me that a hero's like, I don't want you to come just yet. I want to be inside you. I'm like, no, get this woman her orgasm. She might not get back into the same mindset to have one again. Like you literally, it's harder for a woman to orgasm than it is for a dude. Yeah, you're putting pressure on. If you're... If, yeah, I'm just like, if you're like, oh, no, not yet. Be like, no, let her have this moment. Let her have yeah. it. Okay. And you know what? Guess what? She can she can do it again if she um, if you work her right. She can have multiple orgasms. Exactly. I'm just like, I just don't understand the delaying of the orgasm. Like, if it's right there, unless we're going into, like, more, like, erotic um, play whenever it's right. actually, so like, dumb sort of thing. Right. Yeah, like it's a purposeful thing. Mm-hmm. Like that's a whole nother problem. I'm talking about regular <laughs> yeah. ass people. And they're like, don't come yet. And I'm just like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to do it. Like if it's right there, I'm chasing it. Yeah, look, Let her chase I, it. I, I believe in instant gratification these days. So I'm all about that. <laughs> like, Let me let me go I'm first. Like, and yeah, then we'll take care of you. Like, I love, I absolutely love whenever uh orgasms for women happen during foreplay yeah like there's no there's yes. no freaking penis penetration and she's already had an orgasm and then they get into the nitty-gritty and i'm like yes i yeah. love it like, and that's actually way more real honestly with, you know 
It is. It is. And I'm just like, what's the obsession with needing to be inside while she orgasms? Like, yeah, it's fun and nice and all, but like, don't deprive her of it if she's close. Like, yeah. if she's close, give it to her. Yeah. Like, it's just, and annoying. I also I'm just, just like, I'm just mad and I also it. like the idea of the guy just taking care of her first. You know, I mean, honestly, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a gentlemanly thing to do. Like, let's take care of her first yep. and then you can take, cause you can go at any time. You know what I mean? Like you said, yeah, like, your, your orgasm is almost guaranteed, dude. Right. Right. Ours are not right. So, so I don't like I don't like the delay. I, it really pisses me off. I'm just like easy. and I'm just like it boggles the mind because women mostly write romance and I'm just like oh, does this normally happen for you? Yeah. I'm just like I'm so look, confused. Look, <laughs> so I have confused. a very healthy relationship and it does not like it's he always takes care of me first and then we take care of him, you know, and that's how it goes. Yeah. So it's like it, everyone's happy and everyone's happy in that scenario, Yeah, and I feel okay? I feel like it shows more of that's the kind of hero I love because it's showing that he's more of a giver, like he's more caring about her being her needs being taken care of first before himself, you know, yeah. honestly. I mean, if we're going to be technical about I'm it, I really like sure. You know, exactly. I'm not even sure if this was in Pet Peeves Part 1 or not, but I'm going to mention it again if it was. I'm sorry. But I also don't like orgasming on command. Like whenever the guys yeah. like come for me and she does, yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, I've never had that happen. <laughs> you are one talented. <laughs> like, don't make girls like it bothered me because some some young girls who are venturing into a romance and be like oh that's how it's supposed to happen i'm supposed to <laughs> orgasm whenever god tells me to like no they'd be like why wasn't it like this why <laughs> be like because someone's setting unnecessary expectations <laughs> on you it doesn't god. happen yeah i think I we're not really in love because we're not climaxing at the same time like no boo yeah <laughs> yeah like- anyway Oh my goodness. Last one, guys. All right, last one. Last one. <laughs> also in the sex realm. Um, unsexy words during sexy time like pubic bone and vulva and clavicle. I'm like I'm I think like, it's so funny that you don't like clavicle. Examination. Yeah. Is this an examination or is this a sex scene? I'm like, I don't understand. Why would you put this word? Like, I'm in the zone and I'm just like, yes, this is great. And then all of a sudden, like, I you nibbled on her pubic bone. I'm just like, what? Okay. No. Since you're talking about unsexy words of body parts, I want to talk about unsexy words for uh sex scenes like when they talk i don't know i don't like when they talk about cream moist leaking or weeping Ooh, i don't are want you, leaking are or you weeping. one of the people who don't like the word moist i mean like i don't like it in my sex scene but like i'm fine with the word itself. yeah i'm fine with the word itself but and actually it doesn't bother me nearly as much as cream leaking or weeping if anything's weeping it makes me a little cringy sometimes Sometimes weeping does seem wound like. I don't I like that like, term. Like I just think <laughs> tears of cum. What are we doing here? What is happening? No tears. No tears of cum sex. dribbling down anywhere. Please, can we stop? Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> oh my god. I also I also sometimes whenever uh, an author is trying to be like overly poetic and like purple prose yeah. in the sex scene and it's just like yeah she's, she's dripping liquid gold and i'm just like what the fuck <laughs> the other thing is okay okay i'm gonna have to say one more <laughs> like this is sweeter than nectar and i'm like what the fuck <laughs> you've been like dining on only pineapple pineapple yes they've been eating only pineapple oh, that's all gracious 
be like i mean i really love a good cheesecake guys i don't know i don't know i think i prefer the taste of cheesecake oh, like, me, somebody get this guy some dessert but, he doesn't know what good dessert is oh god. my goodness gracious yeah. <clears throat> oh my god i just thought of another one dessert related that's not on my list but now you just reminded me okay, go ahead. whenever there is food involved in sex and like I don't know. It makes me really kind of grossed out if, like, a guy puts something on his penis, like whipped cream or chocolate, and she licks it off. But then it goes in her vagina, and I'm just Ew. like, is that safe? Yeah. That safe? Yeah. I'm like, what are we doing? should watch it off first. Like, it just seems like – I don't know. It seems sexy, but sometimes yeah. it, it, uh, it seems like a health Maybe unsanitary. And I'm just yeah. like – Yeah. Yeah, and I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know. I think that food play could be fine. Yeah. It's not, like, my fave. But sometimes I'm just like, but for the sake of like being like okay on your insides, like your yeah. pH balance and stuff like that, maybe you shouldn't. Yeah, let's not. Maybe like, you should not. Okay? Why don't we keep the food plate up on the boobs? Okay, we'll keep them up top. Yeah. You know, we'll stay there and we'll yeah. get it near the vaginal area. Thank you. Well, guys. <laughs> that was a fun round. That was fun. <laughs> I, I got it. Very overzealous for a couple of them. Yeah, but well, we, y'all, it's our pet peeve, so we get a little excited when we get all up in our... Uh, we do, we oh do, we do. But you know what? Hey, this, that's what makes this episode fun because yeah. it, it, this is one of, the, one of the places on the podcast that we can be negative because yeah. we normally do not do yeah. negative reviews. Is, so this is kind of like a generalized we don't yeah. like. And the thing is, too, it's funny as we've said this over and over again is we've had pet peeves in some of our five star reads. So it's not like when this shows up, it's like it's a no go Yeah, yeah. Just like so. I said, I mean, I had the example of mine to possess, and it had one of these in there, and I still absolutely love the book. That's why I felt comfortable name dropping it because I fucking right. love it, and I will defend yeah. it till I die. But um, yeah, it could definitely these elements can make or break a book for me. Um, it just depends. But it's coupled the, with right, it just depends. It just depends. Yeah, because yeah, my favorite authors have definitely you know triggered a little pet peeve oh, moment yeah. for me and be like, oh. No, I don't like that. But I'm I sometimes a book has all the pet peeves and I'm just like I want to <laughs> rant to the world and be like, yeah. have you read this? Yes. <laughs> Did you not have the same reaction yes. as me? Which is so funny because like we said, everyone has different pet peeves and some don't work for people and exactly. some work for people. Right. And it's just you know, it's so just we have like, preference, guys. Yeah, if we have like mean girls and cliches and weeping penises all in the same book then we're probably gonna be like this one wasn't one for me like if it has too many yeah no I probably did <laughs> not bring that one very high yeah, maybe not <laughs> but um <laughs> oh my goodness this has been a blast yeah. I have to say these are the funnest mini shows that we do as the pet peeves ones really I just think I don't I laugh the most during these I loved me too I know there's so much drama in these mini sods I like it and we exaggerate like we can't help ourselves we go a little crazy but yeah. and I really appreciate yeah. um the followers and listeners who contributed I really loved hearing some of their yeah. ideas I love it. And if we did not mention one of your pet peeves and you think that we would agree with it, mm -hmm. you messaged me 
Because if we have enough to do a third pet peeve minisode, we will totally do it. <laughs> yeah. And I'll save all of the submissions that we had gotten um, for this round um, in the future. But obviously, this minisode is not such a minisode. It's more episode length. So yeah, <laughs> I couldn't include them all. I couldn't include them yeah. all. But guys, thank you so much for all of your submissions. It was fun. I love it. And yeah, let us know in the comments. Message us if you want us to do another one of these. We'll definitely do it. Awesome. Thanks so much for listening. This goes out to all the fangirls. Life's better with a little H-E-A. 